Mahalo for lover and welcome to The Link Up. Today's episode, I have my good friend and sister, Hannah Schmidt, in the house. Yeah, you're... We're actually going to be talking about tall poppy syndrome. Now, if you don't know what tall poppy syndrome is, if you're a gardener or someone who's into agriculture, uh, poppies thrive better when they grow together so a lot of the time the farmers or the gardeners if certain poppies are deciding to grow taller than the other ones they cut them back down into shape uh, so that they continue to grow with all the other poppies at the same speed same length etc etc so as I guess Kiwis and Australians, we've taken to using the term tall poppy syndrome as a thing where if someone is doing well or if they are excelling in their lanes, um, it's almost like other people who see that level of a success uh, get a bit funny or envious of that and decide that it's their job to bring those people down, cut them down to size, whether it's through their words, their actions, you name it. There's all types of reasons for it. But in terms of tall poppy syndrome, which is what we're discussing, uh, this is pretty much the gist of what tall poppy syndrome is. So, Hannah, before we get into tall poppy syndrome, uh, actually, can you just give us a bit of background about yourself, please? Yeah, sure. First of all, thank you for explaining that analogy because I learned something new today. I didn't know that was the analogy behind tall poppy syndrome. But now that I do, I want to tell everyone about it. Great. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Hannah, host of the Pacific Morning Show, uh, director of Blue Wave and many other things. Just all the things. Just all the things. All the Just things. doing what I love, to yeah. be honest. And finally got into the stage to do what I love. With the support not only of myself, there's an entire team and group of people backing me in this. And yeah. I'm so happy to be at the stage in life where I have a solid foundation with some amazing people in my family and yourself mm. who I get to grow with in this journey. And it's amazing. been amazing. And seeing you do your thing <laughs> has been the most amazing thing for me, seeing your growth. Thank I genuinely you. am so happy. Sorry if I'm busy all the time, but just know that I'm just like, grow, Poppy. <laughs> Well, uh, um, I I actually, to be honest, I'm on this journey because of you. So I like give you all the props because without your support and your belief in me, I wouldn't even be in this um, season or even in this uh, lane that I'm currently walking in. And it has been exciting and challenging. But so fulfilling and yeah. actually being able to see a dream of mine come to life and be a reality that I live in daily. So and that's thank what you. sisters are for. Right. I don't yeah, have yeah. friends. <laughs> I only have family. I only have family. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so that was a bit of background about you, but we're also here to talk about tall poppy syndrome, but mainly focusing on this podcast game like what we're what are we doing here yeah. and how we got here so um I know your podcast journey started I'd say three years ago yeah, 2020 yeah 2020. um especially when it was around politics so give us a bit of background into how that all came about and even why you jumped into the podcast game mm. 
it's been a journey. Yeah, absolutely. Not an easy one. Mm. Not a friendly one either. Mm. But there are definitely there were definitely many blessings in right. this journey. I've got to meet so many people. I've made new family. Mm. I know who's solid. I know who's in my corner. I love that. And like I know the people who have been there for me when the world was against me mm. and. I'm just at a stage I'm so happy because it's been established yeah. and that was the hard yakka I had to go through to mm. get to where I am now which is a very loving space to be in but my podcast started in 2020 um I had just had my daughter in 2018 mm-hmm. so she was 2 at the time mm. once you have kids your mind switches it's like yeah. you got to get serious about life mm. or you kind of just fall to it Mm. And when I mean you got to get serious about life, you've got to think about providing, mm. being the best role model mm. for your child right. and being someone that she can look up to. Mm. So I was like, damn, that's a, that's a whole new journey. So yeah. I came away from the nine to five mindset. Okay. Um, I started reading books. Mm-hmm. I started listening to podcasts. Mm. And some of these podcasts changed my entire life. Wow. The philosophies that were shared, the access to information that mm. people pay $8,000 for. Right. On a decree. A decree. Oh, someone <laughs> fobbing out right there. Um, <laughs> that people pay $8,000, you know, to study for. Right. Being presented by people who are qualified. Yes. On a podcast. Yeah. And when you get access to that kind of information, you just soak it in mm. so um a lot of uh you know my time when i had my my daughter was listening to podcasts trying to find myself mm. my place in the world where do i fit best right. what is my talent what how can i be used to i don't know serve other people right and at that time i was reading a lot of philosophy mm-hmm. i wouldn't say i was aware right. at that time but okay. i had a lot of passion right and fire to serve in some sort of way mm. um so um, I joined the national crew at okay. that time. You're talking about the national political party? Mm, political party. Right, yep. okay. So that there's a... This is an Aotearoa. This is an Aotearoa. Yes, guys, yeah. there is <laughs> there is a group of people and they were kind of like the Pacific arm of the national party. Right. Um, I have mad respect for their mahi yeah. and what they do. I, it was just was not a place for me personally right. where I could fit in and make impact in a way that I felt was positive yes or could grow right or expand um yeah it's like different strokes for different folks yeah yeah wasn't necessarily your steez yeah not my steez but um i do feel that in that space there does need to be good bus speaker representatives so when these governments come into power there are good people who can help support pacific people absolutely and can be the connectors and not Mm. gatekeepers right so um Letting the national people do their thing. Anyways, I was part of a national crew and I got very um, empowered at the time. Mm. I was young. I was full of, you know, fire. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to do all mm. these things. I want to. I want people to be empowered the same way I was empowered. Right. I want them to listen to this podcast and and hear what I heard that changed mm. my life to be mm. positive. And I go to a friend at the time. Mm. I want to start a podcast. Mm. And he was like, do it. Yeah. And I was like... You know, I like that mindset. I'm going to do it. Right. And then that podcast, I brought on Simon Bridges. I put, I brought on um, different community members, yeah. um, different politicians. And basically, my main purpose for that podcast, which was called the Hannah Schmidt Podcast, yeah. was to give people access to the wealth 
of conversations I was having right. with different people. Right. And when I was at a stage where I was alone mm. and by myself, these podcasts were what kept me going. Right. So I wanted to be like, oh, no, these conversations are awesome. If someone heard it, it would – I didn't want them to go change their life dramatically, but I yeah. just wanted to be like, hey, guys, it's here. It plants a seed. Yes, it's And here. the information is out there. Absolutely. Mm. So my mindset at the time mm. was that, I was like, nice. nah, I'm going to burn this fire. I'm going to make it happen. So, um, oh, sorry about that. Um, so I started the podcast. Yeah. Um, it was very small. It was a start. Mm. I did it all on my phone. Wow. Um, I Amazing. Edited, exactly. I edited on my phone. Um, I had help with bringing guests on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically just wrote it. Uh, you know, I was constantly annoyed because in Samoan culture, when we disagree, we sit around a table and we talk about things properly. Yeah. I was so annoyed at the political divide happening at the time. Right. Where it was like, if you're Islander, if you're Labour. I wanted to bring a different type of Talanoa method right. to political spaces mm. and not being having the stigma of representing a certain party. Right. So really the intention behind my first podcast was about bringing people together. Right. Was about presenting, mm. you know, right center-right ideological beliefs to the left or to people who would not even look the right. national way, but presenting in a way that's digestible, mm. that is respectful, mm-hmm. and is not focused on tearing each other apart, which is what we see all the time in right. New Zealand Herald. All of them, they yeah. thrive of it because that's how they make their money. Right. So I was kind of be like, no, let's do something different. Let's bring people together, okay. let's talk, yeah. and let's make this happen. Right. And so that was the gist of my... Um, First podcast. Okay. And um, I'm all about connection yeah. and bringing people together and growth um, through – yeah, growth through connection. Yeah. Um, so I realized through that first podcast how much effort it takes right. to run a podcast. Mm. So when people say stupid crap like, oh, well, I can do a podcast, you know, like, <laughs> do it then. Do it. <laughs> We're waiting for you to do it. Okay, so is this the pity side of Hannah that's coming yes, out right now? Yes, okay. This is my – this, yes, this is my petty side. Like, yeah, we can start a podcast. All we do is chuck on a mic, and then you see them start one, and like the background's ugly, and it's like, Bleh. and it's just like, sure. And the talking is talking topics are just cringe. Yeah, I'm not saying stop creating, keep creating. You need to learn to handle feedback as well. <coughs> if you do, enter and the continue space. to refine your craft. Exactly. Yes, but it's not easy. Yeah, from editing. You know how long it took me to upload a video on YouTube on my phone? Four freaking hours. Wow. And I was sitting there like, no PC, I'm like, no camera. And then there was a there was a stage I lost footage yeah. on my phone and then I an entire episode was gone. Oh no. Because I accidentally deleted it thinking it was saved on my cloud storage. Right. Then I cried and I was sitting there reflecting and pondering and I was like, it takes so much to make a podcast. Mm. Make a good podcast. Right. Make a podcast where you're f- 100% effort yeah. is dedicated to the topics, yeah. is dedicated to the writing, and is dedicated to identifying audiences mm. and figuring out how to best serve them. There's an entire structure behind it. Absolutely. And I think even when you look back at that podcast compared to where you are at now with Pacific Morning Show and even being one of the producers for The Link Up, what 
uh, like, do you look back on those episodes and are there cringy moments or do you look back and think, I grew from that and it got the message that I wanted to get out at that time, but I've definitely perhaps grown past that season. I loved it. Oh, did you? Yeah. (laughs) I actually really loved my first podcast because I always remember things with feelings. Right. And the feeling of creating my first podcast was happiness right brought back a lot of feelings yeah and the feelings I was feeling when I started that podcast was um yeah this is amazing Mm. uh I want everyone to experience how podcasts changed my life Mm. how access to information increased equity in different spaces right um was made available to me and I want everyone to feel the same way Mm. and it's not me trying to be a savior it's just like when you feel something like that, when you right. have that moment yeah. that when you come out of the wilderness and you've been <laughs> in the wilderness, it's you want to share that. Right. But for me, I just want to be like, okay, everyone, this is awesome. Yeah. And so that's that's been um yeah. I, I look back and I really um appreciated that time in my life. It was a time for me to learn. Right. And I was happy that I did it because if I never did it, I don't think I'd I'd still be overthinking things like, should I start a podcast? Should I not yeah. start a podcast? But now it's just like all guns blazing. Yeah. Uh, so for the time, for that time and that particular person who believed in you at that time, it was the catalyst you needed at that to time. Actually, one hundred do do the damn thing. <laughs> exactly. It was right. definitely what I needed. Yeah. And I'm so thankful to him for it for pushing me mm. to start a podcast. Right. But at the same time. That that was happening, tall poppy syndrome came through. Right, and the same this is in, where we yeah, this is where it's murky. Yeah. And the same people who lifted me up saw the shine, mm. and they were like, didn't give me credit. Right, those comments out of I was the one that put the guest on that show. I should be credited for this, uh, or okay. I deserve this recognition. And then the support left. Right, once there was motion mm-hmm. once there was progress and then I was just so when you're someone coming from a sp- space of love wanting to give and then the people you thought were supporting you were mm. saying the same bad things about you uh, I kind of like sunk mm. and I just I crashed I was yeah. like I feel bad now do I mm. need to owe this person money because they helped me bring on a guest mm. do I need to go and on my knees to this person and say, thank you for giving me the idea. And mm. no, I didn't have to do that. Yeah. These people were just trying to leech mm. and were just trying to, they were, there was some sort of insecurity there mm. that they needed to feel they needed to be recognized. Right. But if you're someone with good heart, mm. those things are the last things you worry about. Right. Recognition, accolades, all that stuff. It's the last thing because mm. you, you understand messaging. You understand that this world is, Interesting. This Mm. world needs people who can send out the right messages. Mm. When you understand it from that lens. Well, this world needs Jesus. That's it. And that and that too. (laughs) It needs Jesus. When you understand it from that lens, you Mm. don't feel the need to try and say, I did it. Because that's an ego thing. That's Mm. like a but when you contribute wholeheartedly to a project Mm. with the best you got, you just you feel fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in that respect, our hearts align because we actually love podcasts for the way that you can give back. Yes. And I, so, you know, we've been talking about your background with podcasts and even 
some of the trials you went through and some of the challenges, which having seen you walk through that journey, it was hard. It Mm. was hard seeing a friend and, you know, a soul sister walk through these times. And there is a bit of an age gap between us and we come from different generations almost. So even in some of the ways you dealt with that stuff, it was so foreign to me because I was like, Oh, Hannah, maybe don't do that. Let's get into that. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's a very important part of the journey. So as someone like coming, you know, born and raised in Southside, heart full of passion, you're coming out with something, you want to protect this. Yeah. And then hearing all of this gossip and rumors happening, coming back to you and the people you thought you could trust Mm. in this journey, um, not saying nice things about you. That was my first time experiencing it as a person. And I was like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Like, what actually is going on right now? So like you said, we're from different generations. I exploded. Yes. So unhealthily online. And I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Blah, 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 blah. And it was terrible. And it was such a lonely time of my life. Mm. I felt so alone because I felt no one had my back. Yeah. And I had the greatest of intentions. But... That's where I learned it doesn't matter about your attentions. People will see you as how they see you. Yeah. So I've grown a lot from that. And, um, you know, being explosive and just when you ha- when you hold something so close to your heart, mm. um, you always feel the need to protect. You become uh, a lioness. Like, mm. Is that lioness? Yes, lioness. A lioness, I guess. Yeah. And you're protecting your cubs. Mm. And you, yeah. And this was your baby at and the yeah, time. Yeah, it was yeah. my baby at the yeah. time. And now, you know, I have the support of my family, mm-hmm. of my uncle, who worked very hard to get all of these gears, to build this office, mm. to get to where we are right now, where we have employees who can do this stuff. Mm. Podcasting has become something that I love. And that was the support I needed. Right. And it came from my family. Right. So I, I, I am so blessed beyond measures to be attached, to even be introduced back into, uh, into Blue Wave mm. and to in a position where I have the ability to create things that I yeah. want to create and I guess um having that support having that love from our blue wave team love you blue wave you're the best <laughs> yes blue we wave. love our blue wave team <laughs> <laughs> love you blue wave I can talk forever about you guys but having that kind of support and that warmth and that love wrap around you mm-hmm. after leaving a space where every the tall poppy syndrome really dominated even it wasn't only me. Like mm. if there was someone else in that national party space that did well, the talks would start. Right. Be like, so there was a lot of gossip. There was a lot of gossip. Right. And you know, there was another thing I learned that some people are okay with gossip, and some people are not okay with gossip. Mm. I'm the latter. I'm not okay with gossip. Yeah. But in some spaces, they actually they're okay with it. Mm. Politicking in spaces and. It's their way of trying to climb the ladders, whether whether it be like social ladders or mm. positions within something, and it's normal. Right. But to me, like I said, born and raised in Southside. When you're born and raised in Southside, you better be careful what who you say mm. things to, because that either gets you whacked, <laughs> or someone's <laughs> coming to your house. We all know where you live, and you don't talk smack like that in Southside. Yeah. So being born and raised in that and then being put in a space where gossiping was normalized Mm. and I was told when I expressed my hurt, the advice that I was given was, it's normal, just be better than them. 
yeah. gossiping is normal. But that person was partaking in that gossip and to kind of deflect mm. and deflect that and say, don't worry about it. It'll always happen. It kind of made me feel like I was questioning my own integrity. Right. And when I'm a when I'm put in and my moral beliefs around mm. I think gossip is toxic as don't do it. <laughs> don't freaking do it. Like yeah. you can vent yes. to safe people. Yes. If you're having a hard day and you know, you feel like the world is against mm. you, find someone safe. Make sure that conversation is private and just let all your frustrations out. Also understanding that they're taking on some a labor as well from mm. you expressing yourself emotionally. But if you're going to go out of your way to people and talk maliciously and or say little things that may mm. sabotage something. Mm. Maybe you know something about a project they're working on. Maybe mm. you don't like that person. Mm. And maybe you're going to say, oh, yeah, but I heard she's not really good at that. Mm. And plant an idea like that in someone's mind yeah. for your own malicious intentions that's dangerous mm. it is very dangerous and mm. that stuff catches up to you yeah because people will will pick up on your reputation as a person and they will start to see you oh this person talks very badly about others mm. and they're working in these projects that that person they were talking mm. about badly it'll people will pick up and it'll work against you yeah and gossip and you know politicking is encouraged in corporate spaces, mm. um, even in academic spaces. It's kind mm. of like a, a way many people in those spaces have felt that they needed to operate mm. to climb the ladder. And I don't blame them. Like, what the hell? Mm. You worked um, years on a degree just to climb to the top. Mm. Of course you're going to talk smack about other people mm. and try to bring them down. You're paying off a student loan that's mm. unbearable um, in digits of course you're going to use that method to climb to the top. But my whole thing is don't use that method. Like yeah. use love, use care, watch people grow. And that method that I've used and adapted has, I've seen growth from it. Yeah, And I think mm. it comes down to character. It comes down to your social upbringing, your, even just your family upbringing. Mm. Um, so there. I think it's more complex than just saying you're someone who gossips or someone who doesn't. Because, mm. like, it's very black and white in that sense. Yes. Whereas I think if people realize, like, when you're venting, you're talking to someone else or and using them as a soundboard or trying to find resolution to an issue. Now, when you're gossiping or complaining – you're sharing information mm. that potentially isn't even true mm. and can be harmful. Um, and it also isn't uplifting or encouraging for anyone around you. So for me, I really don't like partake in that. But a lot of that comes down to the way I was raised as mm. well. Um, mm. My dad worked in the courts before he became a reverend. And he always taught us as kids to always listen to both sides of the story. Yes. To never take sides and to make sure that you see everyone in a situation as people and have compassion for those people. That's because beautiful. a lot of the time when you're looking at someone and they're the, um, I guess, the source of your pain and mm. the source 
of your challenges, you're just going to want to take them out. You're going to be like, how dare you talk all these lies about me? But if you take yourself out of the situation and potentially put yourself in what they're going through or even thinking, I don't know what's happening in their life. I don't know why they've chosen to attack me this way. But I am going to, especially as a Christian, a lot of the time my thing is I am going to pray and bless these people because God's will and God's vengeance and God's justice is way better Mm. than anything that I could ever do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I do hear what you're saying, but I do think it's a bit more complex and there are a lot more grays than just don't do it. Or if you do it, you're bad, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But in saying that, having watched you go through it, it was painful. And mm. it, I could see it. It really cut you out, like cut mm. your legs out underneath you. And I remember that time because all I could think was my girl's bleeding out and she's bleeding out everywhere mm. and I don't know how to help. Like that was the thing. It was like – how do you help? So I would get around you and I just tell you like these people don't matter. Mm. Like they're not your tribe. Yeah. So you don't have to take on board what they say. And and that's why you're my older sister. Because <laughs> I was a little moy at that time. I was a little moy at that time. And I do admit I handled it in a very toxic manner. Yeah. But that's why I'm so glad to have you on my side because I was able to learn and grow and you're telling, speaking truth. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Shah's actually right. And so it mellowed me down mm. in that segment. I was like, okay, stop now. Yeah. Every time you messaged, I stopped. Yeah. So I'm just letting you know that. Oh, <laughs> I'm just letting you know that. Yeah. I think as well, because I am able to have distance. Like, don't get me wrong. We do things mm. like podcasting, which means our work has a public element to it. But the thing is, as a person, I'm not public property and neither are you. Yeah. We have, so for me, there is this degree of separation between public perception and the people who actually matter to me and their opinions. A lot of the time, the only opinion that matters to me is my dad's. Um, So if my dad says something and it feels slightly, like, slightly challenging or critiquing, like, I crumble. And then I'm like, God, why does my dad hate me? (laughs) It's never like that. And I've had to like have conversations with my dad where I will take how I'm feeling to him. Yeah. And he'll just be like, well, I didn't say that. I didn't say anything of that nature. And there's no way like, and then I'm reassured and I'm given that, um, affirmation that Mm. I really need from my dad which is funny because my my mom my siblings all my close friends could say whatever they want yeah and they could be the most encouraging things and if my dad doesn't say it I'm like crumbling on the inside so in that respect I'm a real daddy's girl and I do need my dad's affirmation it helps me feel like I'm doing the right thing and So for me, why should anyone else's voice matter Mm. if they're not my dad, who I know absolutely loves me, will be there for me through thick and thin, who would give his life for me? Like, Mm. I know that to the core of me, deep in my bones. Mm. So if someone isn't willing to go that far for me, 
why does their opinion matter? And that is why we would have ponder, we would have these conversations where I'm like, Hannah, they don't even care about you. Yeah. Or Hannah, these people want to bring you down. Why give them the power over you or give them that level of power to make you feel small mm. because they don't deserve it? And honestly, I fought with that for such a long time. But now I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. And it's Hi. been it's it's been amazing watching yeah. the transformation and the growth. Yeah. Because now we can talk about something like tall poppy syndrome and there aren't any residual yeah, feelings yeah, yeah, exactly. of like, oh my gosh, and so and so. No, yeah. it's actually like we know tall poppy syndrome exists, but you have a choice to buy into it or not. And a lot of the time, the people who I surround myself with don't buy into it either mm. and they encourage me they uplift me they empower me which is why the tribe is so important exactly like your support network is huge mm. Mm. it's the way we're raised in our ethnic cultures where we do community we do tribes um, we do village lifestyle yes. and there is a time and space for everyone there is a um, position and a role that you hold and so all of these things can make up who you become mm. and what it comes down to is who you choose to surround yourself with that can really have that impact in the choices you make mm. and I know a lot of the times that I thank God every day for the people he's brought into my life because without them I wouldn't be here today. I am Amen. naturally rather pessimistic. Mm. Um, I like to say I'm a realist. Um, <laughs> but also I can go into really dark spaces. Mm. And without people who are the total opposite of me, who bring the light when you seem like you're in a never-ending dark tunnel, like you actually won't be able to grow or move forward if you don't have other people who can lift you up. Yeah. Because sometimes in life, it gets really hard from everyone trying to cut you down. Yeah. And there's only so much we can handle as human beings mm. before it actually overtakes us, mm. no matter how good your intentions are to hold things back. Mm. Um, I think also another, I guess perspective of um tall poppy syndrome is when you you do something with someone and you want to connect and thrive together and grow together only it doesn't look like or it doesn't end up going the way you think it'll go mm. and then you decide to walk away and you leave mm. and then you see the progress and you see the accolades that come with what you had been part of but mm. you weren't there and then you try to jump back in and if you don't get access to what you once had the jealousy comes mm. and there is a huge difference between envy and jealousy jealousy is when you are jealous of something that you once had. Mm. Envy is when you want something that someone else has. Mm. So a lot of the time people can look at you with envy, 
but people who were once in your life and now see you thriving, see you growing, and they want equity back into those spaces and you're no longer giving it to them, they become jealous of what they once had Mm. and it's no longer there anymore. Mm. So that in itself can cause tall poppy syndrome because they want back in and they're not getting that access anymore. And because the access is now gone, Mm. it's like, well, how dare you leave me out? Who do you think you are? And so it's not even about being jealous anymore. You guys can thrive without me. Yeah, it's like, it's not about being jealous anymore. You've now turned into an agent of chaos where Mm. you want to actually maliciously take someone out because they chose to grow without you. Mm. And that is a very toxic trait. Absolutely. So it it can be very interesting in the space we're in. I personally have not really gone through any of the stuff that you have. Mm. And I think it's partly generational because I am a bit older than you, but then also your steez is different from mine. Mm. So we have different life experiences and different ways we deal with things. Mm. And so... I think for me, the only time I really get upset is if I'm betrayed. Mm. And a lot of the time, you can only be betrayed by people that you trust. Yeah. It doesn't happen to me often. Mm. um, But when it does, I am cut off at the knees. Like, Mm. it takes me a long time to bounce back. Um, I'm always questioning what was my part in this? Like, how did I add to this? Was there a breakdown because I played a huge part in it? Or is it miscommunication? Or is it that I did something and there's something deficit in me that enabled this situation to come about? Betrayal is the devil. (laughs) Betrayal is the devil. I've been betrayed a lot in my business journey mm-hmm. i'm okay with handling betrayal now yeah but um i kind of i have a very healthy relationship with consequences yes shout out to jeff so um <laughs> he's the one that framed it that way mm. so at the end of all the betrayals i kind of still always blame myself right but not in a negative way i'm mm. kind of like improve your trust improve your intuition around people yeah improve how you manage relationships improve communication yeah. And betrayal happens mostly because there's a breakdown of communication mm. and because someone is unwilling to tell you how they feel right? because they are scared of how you will react. Mm. And that is more dangerous than being straight up with someone, than yeah. sitting down and having a, a talk, which is why mm. this podcasting space is important for me anyways. Yeah. Because I'm all about communication. Mm. If I'm angry with someone, I will most likely let them know that I'm upset. Mm. If I am happy with someone and I love what they're doing, you'll Mm. get a message from me saying, bro, you did like awesome. Mm. I love that for you. Keep going. So betrayal usually happens at a communication breakdown and just not willing to handle the respect or the VAR that we talk about all the the damn time. We talk about it. Yeah, That VAR is best understood from a cultural lens. Yes. Do you, would you agree with that? Absolutely, because yeah. in Western culture, we don't really have a word for the VAR. Mm. Like, or even an ideology that represents the VAR well enough. Um, and even for me, I've only really learned about the VAR in the last couple of years, mm. last three or four years, actually. And 
It was an uncle who taught it to me. Mm. Um, and so once I grasped what the VAR actually was, man, it was transformative because I could finally understand certain cultural perspectives, understand the generation above me a bit better because being raised Western, it meant that I have opinions. And in our, I guess, Western perspectives, when you have a thought, you say it. When you have um, a way to express yourself for a situation, you're going to do it right then and there. Mm. And so in island culture, we're not raised like that. We're raised to listen, to be respectful, to be honoring. And so having opinions that are contrary or opposite of what our elders say a lot of the time it's like the VAR teaches you you just wait till your time and space comes. Mm. Whereas in Western cultures, like, no, you need to hear what I have to say now. Exactly. Because what I have to say is valid. And mm. there's beauty in both. But there's also like um Sahara, who was one of my previous guests, shared. Hi Sahara. There, <laughs> there are hybrid ways of doing things that will actually benefit our future generations if we allow them to come together. 100%. And I agree with basically everything you just said, (laughs) like on a heart level. Like Mm. I feel that, um, you know, the Western culture, we're always about me, 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 individualism. Mm. I'm not saying individualism wrong. I look at individualism as personal responsibility. Mm. So it's playing your part in a society and taking that – responsibility as something very serious yeah and um playing your role so that's how i see it but it kind of when you get further it's like Mm -hmm. people are making it about everything should be about me and it gets a bit egocentric and selfish in a sort of absolutely way yeah so i kind of try and pull if i if i notice a friend or a family member who's kind of moving towards that like no it's all about me what about my voice what about this Mm -hmm. i'm like (laughs) <laughs> I kind of try and reel them in and yeah. present the cultural lens, which you mm. just spoke about. And it's all about respect. Mm. Yes, you may know everything. Yes, you may have a PhD. It does not make you more worthy than another person. Mm. Totally. Yes, it may in a certain field, on a yeah. certain project, in a certain workspace. But that does not mean your value has increased compared like your life value your spirit your soul does not make your soul more important than someone else and if we see things that way we see things with love and empathy right and those are qualities that are kind of shut down Mm. with kind of like capitalism this is very broad um uh capitalism and this how things are structured to climb corporate ladders academic Mm. ladders and all these things we're constantly competing against each other but in um beautiful Samoan culture we've learned to honor respect regardless of who you are where you come from it's all mm. about people and connection yeah so we're both really big on that and absolutely it's um it's a beautiful thing and mm. I think also I guess we've been focusing on the fact that in our podcasting journeys or yours in particular as your today's guest <laughs> uh we've been talking about tall poppy syndrome but it is good for people to know that tall poppy syndrome isn't restricted <laughs> to just podcasting. It's mm, across the board, yeah. everywhere. Um, I remember when my best friend and I 
um, we'd started, uh, she had pioneered an organization that we were a part of for a long time around street dance. And she was 17, I was 19 at the time, and we were told by a lot of these other dance studios, you guys are too young to run this, and you don't know enough, you, like, we, you wouldn't believe the amount of naysayers we had at the time. And, you know, for us, we were just passionate about dance and about community and about this opportunity that had presented itself. And so we started this little old organization called Street Dance New Zealand. And it was interesting because for the first three-ish years, we were continually just having to fight naysayers and prove and mainly her because I was operations and she was the front so bro she had people coming for her left right and center and I was like what is going on here Mm. but we also both knew deeply that we were doing what we were called to do in that season which was to be about the community we enjoyed and loved and to give opportunities in a fair way to others. For anyone listening, the OG pioneers of Street Dance New Zealand. (laughs) OG pioneers. Um, So, you know, we absolutely loved it for the season it was. And I left in 2012 and she left in 2013. And that organization still runs today. Like, how amazing, dope is that, you know? That's what we want. Absolutely. You know, like, you want to create something that you can pass on and you know will last yeah. for a long time. Um, and I think that's beautiful, the work that you did, and that it's still surviving after mm. years and providing platforms for all of these young creators. Well, I mean, I came up with the likes of Sweet and Sour. Um, I wanted to be Sweet and Sour back in high school. <laughs> Desire, um, desire two point request, um, uh, fearless, like heaps of those kind yeah. of crews back then. Um, you had even uh, fusion, yes. Uh, so just a lot of these different dance crews, and you know these were all the younger. They were younger to me, and now to see they all have families and they so have buzzing. kids, and I'm like, wait, you what guys all grow up. <laughs> Um, but to also see that street dance is such a huge, um, it's a huge, uh, outlet and creative outlet for a lot of young people nowadays. And just to see a lot of the people I came up with, like Triple Eight Funk, uh, the OG Desire Prestige, um, Ooh, Prestige, O2, I that one. uh, like all of those guys, um, Blaze, uh, they were you like, name it. Like my um video box on Bebo. <laughs> Cute <laughs> was desire and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be a dancer. So it's so funny because I was I was very much Blaze, which was West Side, <laughs> and my best friend is Desire. <laughs> so her brother was Desire, and I was yeah. At so the funny time, how it's so funny. How, so I know I was like 15, 14 when that was happening. Right here, I was fangirling. Here you were pioneering and building that space. <laughs> and here we are on a podcast. I know. Crazy, right? Works. It's so freaking crazy. Um, yeah. But the point of the little anecdote <laughs> is that 
Back then, they said we were too young. Yes. Back then, they kept trying to get us to hand it over. And it was because of our support, which was Cross Power Ministries at the time, Mm. um, with the amazing Sully Pyre and Joanne Pyre, who fully believed in us and backed us. Mm. And, you know, uh, also, high key, my best friend's parents. So (laughs) having their support meant that we could ground ourselves in who they were Mm. and still believe in us to keep going forward. Mm. But it was not easy at all during that time. Um, There were nights where we'd be crying. There Mm. were nights where we were like, should we give it up? Like, there were a whole heap of moments where it was really tough. So to be able to do your time and then go out the way you want to go, like, it was like, because I was very much like, I'm done with street dance. It's actually not what I'm super passionate about. I realized... I'd been doing a lot of it for my besties. And so when I left, I got back into my academics days and Mm. wanted to, I guess, pivot towards that path and the things that I loved. Yeah. Um, And also focus on cultural dance again and hula. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it's, it's interesting. So we have all these different seasons of our lives where tall poppy syndrome can rear its head. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's how you ground yourself and it's all about your belief system and your support networks and your tribe and village. Like, I can't stress it enough. Without trusted people and without people around you who can lift you up when when you want to throw in the towel, it's very hard to journey through life. So you need those you need those people around you and if you don't have them, building them is very key. Can I sing a song just for what you just said? Okay, sure. Lift me up <laughs> Hold me down <laughs> wow. Standing in a hopeless dream. You need people to lift you up. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I love your little tangents there, Hannah. Fireworks um, <laughs> everywhere. Um, yeah. But in terms of, I guess, what we're talking about and just tall poppy syndrome, having seen it in both our lives in different ways. Yes. Um, it's very interesting because everyone is unique and everyone deals with things differently. Um, and I think at the end of the day, if you don't have grounding, if you don't have a foundation, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. Boom! Yeah. Wow! So I think that's really key when it comes to knowing your foundations. Knowing what you stand for. And knowing who you are. Because if you can stand on something, then that's power. Yes. Um, and so no matter what tries to come and cut you down, doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't work exactly. if they try to cut you down. Yeah. That is beautiful. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's with everything that we've walked through and for everything that we will continue to walk through, so long as we have people around us who are amazing and who love us and who believe in us, we will continue to thrive. Doesn't mean we won't make mistakes along the way because we're human. Oh, no. The <laughs> mistakes will be heavy. 
and I love mistakes yeah. because they are the where the learning is. Exactly. You're making mistakes, you're doing a great job. Yes. If you're not, be worried. <laughs> and if you're gonna fail, fail forward. <laughs> yeah. Fail forward is huge. Um, because failing isn't a bad thing. And this negative stigma around failure, a lot of the biggest finds of the last, I don't know, couple of centuries have been because people have failed multiple times yes, only to get back up because they failed as many times as they did, but they only needed one way yes. to succeed. Absolutely. And that one way that they succeeded was the game changer. Mm. I mean, it's how we got electricity. Mm. It's how we got certain things like Basically all of technology. Yeah, all of technology and even just Everything. the Western world that exists today. Yeah, it was made through failure. Exactly. Mm. So I think when people have a negative stigma around failure, they miss the beauty of the journey. Mm. And that's really important too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I hope everyone listening to this now understands <laughs> an hour episode of why show me your friends and I'll show you your future matters. Because right. your friends are very telling of your energy, of what you stand for, the purpose you stand for. Mm. And if you know too many people and are close to too many people, it may be a time to kind of step back and reevaluate that circle if you feel like you're constantly being drained of your energy. So choose very carefully who you decide to be friends with, who you decide to vent to, who you decide to, um, I guess, let into your life, mm. um, the very intricate part of your lives because your circle of influence is the is what will set your path for life right exactly mm. okay so that has been a very intense and deep chat but before we wrap up today do you have any final thoughts you want to share with our listeners and viewers hannah yes i am absolutely so proud of you and Thank all you. that you are doing we've talked for the last three years mm. about starting a podcast and you always you know, we're like unsure. I'm not sure if I should explore this area. Yeah. And just to see you grow, just to see you bring amazing women on the show to tell their stories yeah. is inspiring for me. Yay. And it's my dopamine hit too. So <laughs> <laughs> just letting you know you're dealing drugs right now. <laughs> you're dealing some real wow. ass drugs right now. But I'm proud. Wow, of does you. that make me a drug dealer? <laughs> so I'm, I'm honestly so proud of you. Thanks, Please us. keep doing what you're doing. You, you are you give me strength and I need that in my circle of influence like mm. we just talked about today. But I'm so proud of you, Sha. I am so excited Thanks. for what the show has to come on. And this is just the start, right? Yep. It just is. the start. <laughs> but keep doing you, girl. I love Thank you. you. I love you so much. Thanks. Boom. Um Shucks. Well, in terms of final thoughts, <laughs> that was a lot, Hannah. Um but the topic is tall poppy syndrome and ultimately what I want to share with you guys is believe in yourself, ground yourself, ground yourself in good stuff because this world is cruel, it can be very hard and not everyone wants the best for you. Mm. So know that there are people out there who are genuinely good, who would love and care for you. But also know that sometimes you have to weave through the weeds to get to the water. <laughs> so that's, I guess, my final thoughts. Uh, 
again, thank you, Hannah, so much for this opportunity. Like, I would not be here if it wasn't for you. If it Don't wasn't, say that. I, I wouldn't. Don't say that. I wouldn't because I mean, I don't like it. I, you have to own it, though. But I don't like it. Why? Because I was not here without my Blue Wave team. So yes. there are so many people behind Absolutely. this. Absolutely. It's like a weave of loving people. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, but I wouldn't have been introduced to Blue Wave without you. Yeah. So we can't take away that proponent to the story. Yeah. Because without it, we wouldn't be here today. Mm. And then obviously our Blue Wave team who are amazing. I have seen this team create something out of nothing and a lot of the time there is literally nothing (laughs) and they create magic and they create opportunities and they actually invest and their heart is to see Basifika people grow and their talents creatively in these spaces of media to actually allow our voices which are literally the history of our people to come through. And we don't have enough of those type of organizations in these spaces who don't gatekeep, Mm. but who really, really want to give back Mm. and who want to allow our people to have a platform so that their voices can be heard. Amen. Mm. So, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it for our show today. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys have any questions, any feedback, or even any topics you want us to discuss, just email us at info at thelinkup.co.nz or DM us via our social media pages on IG or TikTok. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Do fast way for us. This episode was proudly brought to you by Blue Wave TV. Executive producer, Fuimaono Martin Anai. Executive producer and host, Anisha Ipanesa. Producers, Ryan Batsumaka, Hannah Schmidt, Daisy Dean Anai. Director, podcast and content creator, Anisha Ipanesa. Editor, Ryan Batsumaka. Graphic designs, Ryan Batsumaka, Enola Bayer. Set design, Daisy Dean Anai, Ryan Batsumaka, Hannah Schmidt, Anisha Epenesa. Original music, Lightsaber. Special thanks to our production company, Blue Wave TV.